Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. As we talked about yesterday, the Mountain Valley Pipeline could be headed back to the Supreme Court. But MVP's controversial Southgate expansion project faces a much more difficult path forward. See, Southgate is a proposed 75-mile extension that will have a big impact on MVP's ability to deliver more natural gas in the long term. But Southgate wasn't greenlit under the June debt ceiling law like MVP was, and it must navigate significant legal, regulatory, and political challenges. So today, Politico's Catherine Morehouse breaks down why Southgate is so important to MVP's success, the different obstacles it faces, and how FERC may weigh in. It's Thursday, July 13th. So Southgate is an additional pipeline that would extend off the main Mountain Valley pipeline another 75 miles into Virginia and North Carolina, southern Virginia and North Carolina. And it's important because without Southgate, MVP is effectively just more limited in how far into the region it can deliver gas. So Southgate kind of opens up a whole new market in the South. Right now, they're contracted with Dominion Energy North Carolina. And this is definitely just a market that oil and gas developers really want to be able to reach better through more pipeline capacity, given its proximity to natural gas production through the Marcellus Shale in Pennsylvania, Ohio and West Virginia. And right now they just say it's it's a little bit constrained pipeline capacity wise. Got it. And so why wasn't Southgate a part of the debt ceiling bill that, of course, greenlit the main stem of the project, even though. You know, there's a current court ruling that, of course, we report on that stayed construction on that aspect as well. But, you know, you noted in your story that Southgate has faced its own winding path through the regulatory and legal system. So why wasn't it the the debt bill and kind of what sort of challenges did it have outstanding? Yeah, so Southgate just isn't as far along in the permitting process as the MVP pipeline was. MVP had gone through a lot of agency environmental reviews, and their main problem was that a lot of those reviews were being challenged in the courts, and the courts were saying, you know, maybe these reviews aren't sufficient given some of the environmental risks and damages. So there was just a lot of kind of legal back and forth over the permits themselves. But Southgate hadn't even reached that same review process, so Congress would have essentially had to push the project through without any permits at all, which would have just been a bit more controversial than just what they did with Mountain Valley, which, as we know, was already a bit controversial. Right. And FERC is actually now weighing whether to approve a three-year timeline extension for Southgate. So in making that decision, what what is the commission kind of trying to balance Yeah, so what FERC has to to weigh is whether the project developers have made a good faith effort to complete the project on time, but that outside circumstances have prevented it from doing so. That's kind of the determination they need in order to say, okay, we'll give you more time to build. So just last year, just to give an example, they granted a similar request from Mountain Valley Pipeline's mainline to have more time to build because they believed that that was the case, that the pipeline did its best to complete construction and outside circumstances just prevented it from doing so. 
This project, kind of an interesting note about it is it did abandon efforts to condemn hundreds of like acres of land last year. And to some environmentalists that indicated they may be giving up on the pipeline. So it will be interesting to see just how FERC reads that. One thing that we do know about the FERC process so far is they've extended the comment period for this decision. So they're giving people more time to weigh in on it, on whether FERC should grant or deny this certificate. And, you know, denying it would be the end of the road for the project, which would be definitely a big step for FERC. So it'll just be interesting to see, you know, how FERC ultimately comes down here. Interesting. And experts for your story, you know, told you that Southgate may not have the same political momentum to make it over the finish line compared to MVP, which, you know, of course, is still uncertain if that'll even be able to finish. But, you know, why is Southgate even kind of more of a question mark? Yeah, so I guess MVP was just such a unique circumstance in a lot of ways. You know, it was heavily favored by Senator Manchin, who kind of has that unique political muscle to really wedge it into legislation. And and the legislation that he did get it into is a deal that was really necessary to pass in order to avoid potential economic disaster. We also know that this pipeline had the MVP had the backing of the Biden administration, which may, you know, may stem from kind of a more prominent focus on energy security and concerns following the Russian war in Ukraine that has just generally put a bigger spotlight on U.S. natural gas infrastructure. And all that just kind of made MVP the poster child for not only energy security, but also the lengthy permitting process that has really, we know, has frustrated folks on both sides of the aisle who are still working on a wider deal about, you know, improving the permitting process. So I guess to be clear, Southgate could still benefit from this conversation if it leads to a new momentum around a permitting deal. But the overall treatment that Mountain Valley got was just such a unique kind of circumstance that it's, it's I think, difficult to picture that being exactly replicated for this project. Also, the world is on track to manufacture enough electric vehicle batteries to meet expected demand requirements in 2030 under a scenario where net zero emissions is achieved by mid-century. That's according to new tracking data from the International Energy Agency released on Wednesday. Across the world, battery manufacturing announcements have increased as economies look to transition to green energy backed by policies like the Inflation Reduction Act in the United States and the European Union's Green Deal Industrial Plan. In the U.S. specifically, Democrats' climate law has spurred tens of billions of dollars in new and expanded facilities for battery and electric vehicle manufacturing. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.